Hello everyone, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Uh, really glad that everyone can join us off the back of a profitable fortnight, but a slightly disappointing weekend, Tom. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? For anyone who didn't listen last week or who needs a, a bit of a recap, so um, we'll go through the bomb trebles at the end anyway, but um, unfortunately mine lost courtesy of Bournemouth, um, who were 2-0 up. Did you know statistically, if a team takes a 2-0 lead, they are 93.7% likely to win? Well, now I feel even worse. So thank you for letting me know. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> now I feel absolutely dreadful. <laughs> so Bournemouth, who threw away a 2-0 lead against Blackpool to cost the treble for me, um, I kind of don't know who to direct my my anger Against, do I direct it at Bournemouth for just being crap and throwing away a 2-0 lead? At Blackpool for costing it and coming back? At Dominic Solanke for dawdling and missing a chance for a hat-trick at 2-0? Um, I don't really know. All of the above. Blame, <laughs> blame everyone other than yourself, I think. <laughs> but anyway, new week, new opportunity. We always say this, right? Uh, I mean, once once you've been knocked down, the op- next opportunity is always around the corner. Uh, this show is for over 18s only. Uh, so if you are under the age of 18, please turn off now. We also want everybody to gamble responsibly. So when I say the next opportunity is around the corner, that is true if you are in control and you can afford to go again. This is supposed to be something that is fun. And if the fun is stopping, please seek professional help. Yes, absolutely. So just to quickly go through what we're going to do on today's show, pretty much uh, normal service. So we're going to go through the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two. We're going to pick out our betting highlights as always. Then we'll wrap it all up in a nice little bomb-proof treble um, and have a quick look at fantasy football as well because you know it won't be a podcast, Tom, without your favourite section, uh, the fantasy football section. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, Premier League, Tom. Uh, <laughs> it's started off... I think it, it might be because there's fans in the stadium and I think I'm still getting used to the fact that the games mean something again. But my God, it's been so entertaining yes. already. Yeah, it's been a great start to the season. And this weekend kicks off uh, with a good game at the Etihad. It's Man City at home to Arsenal. That's a 12.30 kickoff on Saturday. Um, Man City, as you'd expect, very much the favourites for this one. Their odds on at two to nine. The draws five to one on Arsenal, big priced eleven to one. As you'd expect, Arsenal are crap, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, listen, do you know what I was going to say? I was going to wait for you to to finish your little spiel, and as you introduced it as a good game. This is only a good game if you're a City fan or yeah. a, or a neutral. Yeah, yeah, uh, because. The that the class apart from City and Arsenal, from what we've seen so far, is absolutely catastrophic. How mm. big it is! So, yeah, City two to nine, two three, maybe even four. Yeah, uh, obviously two to nine is very short on the nose. So I was looking at alternative things. Um, Man City to score over two point five goals is evens. I do like that. They put five past Norwich at home last weekend. Arsenal currently, from their two games, 
uh, scored zero, conceded four. As we saw, uh, they've lost 2-0 to both Brentford and Chelsea in their opening two games. Um, so, yeah, I think Arsenal, if they're not careful, could be on the end of a drubbing. Yeah. Next then, three o'clocks. Villa against Brentford. Villa 10-11. to The draw 11-4 to and Brentford also 11-4. to um, Anything that takes your eye with this one? Uh, I'm I'm still I'm still a little bit wary of going against Brentford. Mm. I think um, obviously they've they've not conceded a Premier League goal yet. They did concede Forest Green in the Carabao Cup, but I'm not reading too much into that. And yeah, Villa after their disappointing start losing against Watford, beat Newcastle at home. But I think this will be a completely different test. I, I'm not ready to put my faith in Villa and I'm not ready to turn on Brentford. I, I think this will be a good game though. I'm interested, but just not from a gambling perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I'm completely with you. I don't I don't want to go against them. No, no, for sure. I, they, they've shown nothing so far to suggest that they cannot go to Villa Park and, and get a result. Yeah. And we're basing we're basing Villa, right, off a six nil win in the Carabao Cup and a 2-0 win against one of one of the worst sides in the league at home. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it's not long ago they they lost to Watford on opening day. I think it, it's best to avoid that one. Yeah. Uh next then we've got Brighton at home to Everton. Brighton 13 to 10. The draw 11 to 5 and Everton 9 to 4. I don't know about you but I'm not really sure which way this one was going to go on the nose. So I'm more inclined to look at both teams to score here. Not a bad price, actually. It's 19 to 20. Uh, both these teams have scored at least two goals in all of their games so far this season. So that's the two Prem games and the Carabao Cup game that they've both been involved in. So both, you know, hitting the back of the net, which is great. Everton have had both teams to score in all three games so far this season. I just think the fact that they are both scoring, the fact that Everton are also conceding, um, I think, you know, both sides have enough firepower to get on the score sheet. But result-wise, I don't know where it's going to go. No, no. Both teams have impressed me so far. I'd say Brighton maybe a little bit more so. Uh, if you are, if you were a Brighton believer like me last season, uh, you, you'll be happy to see that your, your faith is being justified so far. And at Everton, yeah, Tom, I'm not sure how long both teams to score is going to run for. Right with Rafa in charge, it's it's not something mm. that is typically associated with him. But for now, yeah, let's roll with it. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, Newcastle against Southampton, eight to five for Newcastle, twenty three to ten for the draw, and thirteen to eight for Southampton. Um, Southampton got a good one all at home to Manu last weekend. I thought they're pretty impressive actually. Um, spent a spell under the cosh then came right back into it and had good chances to potentially win the game of their own. Uh, I think they'll fancy their chances here against the Newcastle side who have lost two on the bounce and not scored a goal. Yeah, no reason why Southampton can't fancy their chances. Is this the season that Brucey gets sacked, do you reckon, or yeah, not? Yeah, got to be. If things continue as they are, it's, you know, it's got to be, hasn't it? it yeah, it's, it's been something that's been lingering for a long time. I saw in the press as well, he said he doesn't expect any more sign-ins to come in. Uh, that's not exactly positive because they need they could do with a fair few players, I think. Uh, in terms of this game, yeah, maybe 
looking at Southampton on the double chance. It's one to two. I could definitely see the Saints getting something more than I could Newcastle, to be mm. honest. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd be more inclined to go with the, the, the one to two for the double chance rather than something on the nose. Bit of safety. Exactly. Uh, next up then, Norwich against Leicester. Norwich are 15 to four. The draw is 13 to five and Leicester are eight to 11. Uh, I I want to say Leicester, eight to 11. Um, I feel like Norwich are going to win at some point, but is it going to be this weekend? I'm not so sure it will be no and uh, i'm not put off by leicester uh losing against west ham west ham are going to be europa league challenges i see i see leicester and west ham pretty much on the same level to be honest with you this season whether that's right or wrong i'm not sure up for debate but yeah norwich they've had a bit of a baptism of fire haven't they liverpool and city first two games nice six nil win over bournemouth in the carabao cup but we do our best not to read too much into that unless it gets to kind of quarter semi-final time when it when it starts to mean something. I'm happy to go um, back Leicester. Uh, this is a Leicester side that beat a rotated Man City side in the Community Shield, beat Wolves at home. Yes, they've just come off a drubbing, but I've seen enough to suggest that they can get this done against a Norwich side that, you know, Yes, they've had tough fixtures, but they have conceded three and five consecutively and not scored yet. So mm. Leicester, eight to 11. I, I would like a bit more, I think, yeah. of a price there, Tom. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that's why I'm slightly erring on it a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah it wouldn't surprise me if Leicester won this fairly comfortably. Mm-hmm. Right, next then, West Ham against Crystal Palace. West Ham are four to seven. The draws three to one and Palace are five to one. West Ham, after that win that we just mentioned over Leicester, currently top of the league. Um, eight goals scored from their two games, three goals conceded. Fantastic start to the season for uh, for the Hammers. I think again, you know, Crystal Palace seem like a good opponent at the moment, don't they? Still figuring things out under Vieira. Uh, four to seven is is short. Um, I would have liked again a little bit more from that, but I've got a good stat for you here. Oh. Games between these two sides, eight consecutive games have been both teams to score. Um, it's been 14 consecutive games since Palace last kept a clean sheet at all against West Ham. So considering the scoring form that West Ham are in, you know, you think they're going to get goals anyway. Historically, West Ham have got goals against Crystal Palace in this fixture. Um, so I think the 4-7 to seven for the Hammers is good. I think it's worth combining the two. Uh, so West Ham to win and both teams to score. Five to two. Five to two. Okay. Yeah, nice. I like it. I, I'm all in on West Ham. You basically took what I was going to say. Uh, I just had written down here that I think it's a good time to play Palace. So that's exactly what you said. I like what they've done in the transfer window. I think... Things can get better there, but right now is when you want to play them. Mm. And I also had West Ham to win and over two point five as a uh, as one bet as a combination. Eight to five is the price for that. Nice, cool. Right then, Liverpool Chelsea rounds off Saturday. Big game, seven to five for Liverpool, twelve to five for the draw, and fifteen to eight for Chelsea. So this Chelsea side, who we've seen. 
many people tip for the title, go away to Arsenal and win, and then comfortably beat Palace at home 3-0. Nearly 2-1 for Chelsea is huge. And um, I don't know whether I'm just being sucked in by the price, but I'm going to go for, for that 15-8 to eight for Chelsea. You know, they've shown so far the solid, the added dimension of Lukaku up front, getting a goal on his debut as well. I'm not getting carried away by Liverpool. They've looked decent in their first two games, but let's put that in perspective. They've played Norwich and Burnley, um, who we expect will be probably bottom five or six in the league this season. So I'm not getting too carried away about Liverpool's form at the moment. But yeah, I just think Chelsea, for me, as we've mentioned on previous shows, are, are our tip for the title. And if they want to win the title, these are the games that you want to be winning. And nearly two to one, I'm going to snap that up. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. Um, I think I have a look at these two sides, and this is similar to what you said. Both have made good starts, right? But I think Chelsea have looked absolutely vicious in their first two games. They look incredible. And Liverpool look good, right? It's just Chelsea look look like they have that extra edge to them. Mm. I think, I think, Tom, remember last season behind the closed doors and everything. It was, remember, there was all those statistics about the games being under 2.5 between the big clubs. Yeah. I can see that happening again, not as much in terms of uh, this season, because I think the fans do make a big difference. But under 2.5 is 4 to 5. So I could see a 1-0 to Chelsea, maybe a 2-0. Maybe a draw, a score draw, but I don't think it's going to be absolutely... I think it will be a very fast-paced game, but I don't think we're going to see goals flying in here, there and everywhere. This is the first big, big game. I don't consider Mm. Man City-Arsenal to be like a clash of title challenges or anything like that. This is like the first big, big one for me. I'm interested to see how it plays out, but I think... I'd go for under 2.5 at 4-5 to five, or jump on the Chelsea bandwagon because, yeah, they look frightening. Yeah, uh, potentially draw or Chelsea as well. Double chance, it's 8-15. to 15. Um, And a, a bit of safety again, like we mentioned, with with other, result, other fixtures in the Prem. Uh, I, I don't see Chelsea losing, um, like you mentioned. It could be a score draw. But for me, I'd hang my hat on Chelsea to win. But if you want that extra bit of safety... Uh, double chance, Chelsea will draw. Uh, moving on to Sunday then. So we've got Burnley against Leeds at 2 o'clock. 21-10 to 10 for Burnley, 5-2 to two for the draw and 6-5 to five for Leeds. Uh, anything you fancy here? I think I want to go for Leeds. I think at 6-5. to five, I know I know Burnley are Burnley and I, I don't know. I, I never really worry about them season after season. This year, Feels a little bit different. I don't know why. Uh, I hope to God that I'm wrong because I really like what they're doing. I love Dyche. But the defeat against Brighton, especially, was it basically was we're going to throw set pieces in. And if you can defend set pieces, then you will beat us. And I just didn't see enough going forward from them at all. And then I look at Leeds. Yeah, they got absolutely smashed by United opening day. I'm 
pretty confident United would have beaten any side in the Premier League, maybe besides Chelsea uh, with that performance. And they got a 2-2 against Everton, got a routine win over Crewe in the Carabao Cup. I, I just I feel like Leeds, they're, going forward, they're way more dangerous than Burnley. And I know it's at Turf Moor, but you know Burnley have lost their last six at home, Tom. I didn't know mm. if anyone knew that because there's this perception that Turf Moor is this tough place to go, but it, it doesn't seem that. And Leeds priced at six to five. I think it's I think it's probably in terms of, you know, value versus risk, etc. I think this is my pick of the weekend, Leeds away at Burnley. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I, I if I had to pick, I'd go for Leeds. It wouldn't be anything I'm really strongly interested in, to be honest. But yeah, I completely take your points. Um Burnley lost 4-0 against Leeds at Turf Moor last season as well. So mm. there'll be no fear for Leeds going to Burnley away. None at no. all. No, there shouldn't um, be. The other two o'clock game is Tottenham against Watford. 2-5 for Tottenham, 10-3 for the draw and 13-2 for Watford. Uh, Spurs starting the, starting the league with two consecutive wins. Looking to make it three consecutive wins. That's not something I thought I'd be saying. At the start of the season, um, but yeah, two to five. Will they? Will they win? Probably. Will I be going for it at that price? Absolutely not. Yeah, totally agree, mate. Two to five. Spurs will get this win. Harry Kane or not, they'll uh, they'll see off Watford at home. But yeah, two to five. No, thank you. Finally, then uh, four thirty. Wolves against Man United. Four to one for Wolves. Thirteen to five for the draw. 7-10 to 10 for Manchester United. Um, I personally feel like I was stung a bit by Manu last weekend when they drew against Southampton away. I feel like potentially the same could happen again here. I don't think they'll lose. I'm going to tip them. I'm going to predict that they will win, but I'm just wary after that Southampton result. Yeah, I, I get it. But also, they did match a Premier League record of 27 games unbeaten away from home in Premier League action. So that is something, obviously, to flag up. For me, Tom, I, I don't know. I'm Maybe if Adama Traore concentrated more on his finishing than lathering his body up in baby oil, maybe I'd be more confident with Wolves because he's missed three absolute sitters the start of this season. <laughs> um, they just look a little bit short going forward. And I really didn't think that because when you have a look, they've got Neto, Jimenez is obviously coming back. We're not sure the level of player he's going to be, but Traore, Podence, like they got all these, all these players, but it just doesn't seem to be clicking at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, they beat Forest 4-0 in the Carabao Cup. Again, you know, I'm not reading too much into that. And with that statistic I read out from United and Tom, I'm not letting this Southampton draw forget what I saw at Old Trafford on opening day, which was absolutely world-class from United. 5-1 over Leeds. It doesn't scare me at all. United, 7-10. Obviously, it's a little bit short, but I'm all in on the Red Devils. Yeah, well, you can put a big fat red line through that Forest 4-0 that Wolves have just got because I think even me and you... With a few people we brought off the street, could probably beat Forest at this current. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and it's worth it's worth mentioning that that Wolves played maybe a seventy five percent full squad, and Forrest played maybe two players that are going to start against yeah. Derby on the weekend. So yeah, it was a bit of a mismatch. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm all in on United and happy to move on, Tom, to the England Championship. Yes, right. So. Um... Well, let's talk about Forest Derby, shall we? We've just alluded to it. It kicks off at 12.30. It's the biggest game in English football. Uh, We're both Nottingham Forest fans, obviously. I am worried about this game. (laughs) I think, you know, you mentioned this in our group chat earlier in the week. You've got to be concerned as a Forest fan when you, you know, when you think about all the turmoil that Derby have had on the field, off the field. The fact that Derby come into this as favourites and Forest are fifteen to eight outsiders, it just shows you how bad we are at the moment. Yeah, it does. It does, mate. Um, it's it's very very worrying. I, I mean, I'm not going to go for a result here, uh, and it it's not that I'm embarrassed. It, it's just I'm so disappointed. Like Derby are here for the taking. We got this great record against them. My favourite Twitter account the days since Derby beat Forest at since Derby is at 1,409. We're recording this on, on Tuesday night uh, and it should be there for the taking. We, we should, you know, we're, we're the club that got our back room in order with our new CEO. We've got a steady settled uh, manager with a decent squad of players. Nothing, nothing to get too excited about. And then Derby are just a complete circus down the road. And yet, Forest go into this game, bottom of the league, and Derby up in 14th. So, in terms of who you should be backing, I think if you have, if if you forget, Tom, that we're Forest fans, Hmm. you've got to start looking towards Derby, I think. But I think the safest bet to go for is under 2.5. It is 8.15, so around that 1 to 2 mark. However, the stats are great because one of the last 10 meetings between these two has gone over 2.5. It mm. is traditionally a tight, awful watch, and I expect it to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say um, under 2.5 is exactly where I was going to go. Um, yeah, so completely agree with that one. The other 12.30 between Cardiff and Bristol City features a certain Mr. Aidan Flint. And I think we should take <laughs> a little look take a little look at this because Aidan Flint is in what? The goal scoring form of his, his life, probably? He's, he's, the, a uh, he's the championship top goal scorer. Yeah. So four goals from the opening four games for, for Flint. Two in his last two championship games, that's come from. I just wanted to, you know, the scoring form he's in. Let's just have a little tickle at Aidan Flint, anytime <laughs> goal scorer. Love it. Which is five to one. I love it. I'm going to advance on that, Tom, and tell you that Cardiff are going to win this game. Yeah. Um, I, Cardiff, by the way, Tom, just to back up your point, every single goal that they have scored this season, which is eight. Every single one has been a header. Oh wow! Every single one, and they're playing against they're playing against a Bristol City side who 
I think it's a matter of time before Pearson goes and before they start that whole cycle again um, of trying to survive, basically, and, and try and get back to the good days under Lee Johnson, where it really looked like one day they'd be a Premier League club. But yeah, Cardiff for me, 19 to 20. They've got so many ways they can hurt you. Obviously, you know, the, the standout, as I just said, is is aerially, and you just touched on Flint, Tom, but and they've got so many ways of, of hurting you and, and scoring goals. And I just look at, at Bristol City and I just see I see a, a some wounded prey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Limping through the wilderness. And I see Kiefer Moore as this like really hungry lion. And <laughs> 19 to 20 for the Bluebirds. I, I'm all over it. Yeah, I like it. I like Kiefer Moore, the hungry lion. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the same vein as the Aidan Flint flutter, I want to look at another goal scoring centre back as well. Um, and it's another five to one tip. It's Rob Dickey, anytime scorer for QPR. So uh, Rob Dickey has scored four goals in six games this season. So another centre back in really good goal scoring form. Of his four goals, two have come in the league and two have come in the Carabao Cup. What, what else can I say? You know, between him and Aidan Flint, they're five to one for both of them to score any time in their respective games, I think, uh, yeah, is is something that might be worth having a, a small punt on. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Um, I also like West Brom. I think this is pretty obvious on uh, most people's docket. I mean, that them and Fulham so far, I mean, I know, you know, they're not necessarily up there on their own. Right, you've got Stoke, who have got the same amount of points as West Brom and Fulham, and it's worth mentioning they've made a great start to the season. But from what I've seen, West Brom and Fulham look absolutely miles ahead of everyone else. So when mm. I see West Brom against Peterborough, yes, it is at the Abax Stadium or London Road, if you're old-fashioned. I'm still in on on West Brom. They're priced at three to four. That every single game so far this season, um, they have scored a minimum of two. Two against Blackburn, three against Luton, four against Sheffield United, two against Bournemouth. But going forward, they, they look absolutely frightening. And to be honest with you, without a proper, proper recognised number nine goal threat, it's kind of Callum Robinson, maybe Carlin Grant, Playing up there, I'd argue that both of those are more kind of wide forwards, ideally. But they're getting it done. Ishmael is proving to be an absolute masterstroke. And I cannot resist them at three to four. Fair enough. Yeah, I like it as well. Um, And you know what? To be completely honest, there's nothing else I could confidently go for here amongst this bunch. So if you've got anything else, please take it away. No, No, I do. I have one more. It's a both teams to score. It's QPR Coventry. Two teams that I've really enjoyed watching, actually. Uh, Tom, you just mentioned uh, Rob Dickey, his kind of advances from centre-back. It, it's kind of kind of similar to the Sheffield United days, but instead of him overlapping as a Basham or whoever, he, he just goes directly through the middle, to be honest with you. I, I love it. Um, but QPR, I think, are going to be on a lot of both teams to score this season. Uh, they've got already got Dykes, Willock and Dickey all on two goals. 
Cher and Austin, both with goals as well. And then you've got uh, Coventry, who are just kind of the masters of late drama, I think, Tom. Uh, yeah. Late winners uh, against Reading and Forest. They've, they've been really, really promising going yeah. forward. Their Swedish striker, uh, Jokres, has two in four. And in Calamona Hare, they have one of... I mean, if the team finished now and you did your team of the season... I'd fight anyone that said Callum O'Hare wouldn't be in in their front three in like a four-two-three-one or whatever. So both teams to score for me is the way to go. It's priced at five to six. I like it. Yeah, and never mind uh, Fergie time. It's Mark Robbins time now, isn't it? Yeah, ninety-sixth yeah, and ninety-eighth minute winners for Coventry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he has has history with United, so maybe maybe it's in his blood somehow. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on to League One then. Um, I'll get us kicked off with something that I've tipped every week on the podcast so far, and it has come in every single week. It's Ipswich to be involved in a game that's both teams to score. Uh, so yeah, all four of Ipswich's games so far this season in the league have been both teams to score. This weekend, they're at home to AFC Wimbledon, who have also had three of their four league games, both teams to score. The price is a juicy 10 to 11, so just a shade under evens, and I'm all for it. I'm going to keep tipping this till it stops coming in. Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, the signs are pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Staring you in the face. So I, I, I'm completely with it, mate. I know, by the way, when I tip this, I can completely feel every single pair of eyes roll into the back of their head of everyone that's listening to this. But I'm, I'm going to tip Charlton. They are at home to crew. So I'm tipping 21st in Charlton to beat crew in 22nd. Uh, Charlton have lost every single game, and apart from one. And crew have lost every single game apart from one. However, when you have a look at Charlton's run of fixtures, uh, that point came against Sheffield Wednesday. They lost against Wimbledon, Oxford, MK Dons and Wigan. I would argue that that is a very, very tough start for anybody. Yes, they would love to have more points than what they have. However, I think that the standard of those teams stacked up against this crew side, which is just its just getting ripped to shreds. They're, they're absolutely getting ripped to shreds. I mean, who knows what's happening with Tom Lowry? He's not been in the squad for the last two games. Uh, he's an in-demand, deep-lying playmaker. Uh, Owen Dale, a flying winger, is apparently on his way as well. I mean, they've lost Charlie Kirk, Harry Pickering, uh, Perry NG, uh, Ryan Wintle as well. And it's it's a really sad story for a, for a club that I really like because they put a lot of emphasis on in their youth program and they kind of do everything the right way. But ultimately, they're being picked off. I don't think there's a team in League One that is more vulnerable this weekend. And despite how bad Charlton have been, I'm happy to back them at four to five. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, not one I was expecting to tip, but yeah, justification <laughs> is good. So <laughs> yeah, let's roll with it. Um, one that I'm going to tip, a team that I've... To be honest, I kind of slept on them so far this season. I, I've not given them anywhere near enough credit. 
its current uh, league leaders, Sheffield Wednesday, priced at 10 to 11, and they go away to Morecambe. Uh, Morecambe, let's talk about them first. They started the season coming up into a new league with a bounce uh, drawn away at Big Spend in Ipswich and beating Shrewsbury 2-0 in their first home game. Since then, they've lost to Rotherham, Gillingham, and then Preston in the Cup. So they lost three on the bounce now. So that that uh, new league bounce has kind of quickly evaporated. Sheffield Wednesday, though, however, they've played four games in the league so far, uh, winning three, drawing one, uh, not conceded a single goal. So that's really impressive. Uh, it's formed the backbone of their push towards the top of the league. Uh, and I think they're going to have just too much for this Morecambe side, who, as I say, came into this uh, with a spring in their step, kind of been beaten a few times as people expected before the start of the season. And I think the quality is going to show here. I think the fact that Sheffield Wednesday are consistently such a mess off the field, I think myself included, that just made me think that they were going to be a mess this year. Yeah. To be honest with you. It was nothing against the playing squad or Darren Moore because Darren Moore is a manager that I absolutely have loads of time for. But I think maybe just how much of a mess they've been plays on people's minds, including my own. So, mm. yeah, maybe it's, start, maybe it's time, Tom, to start seeing them in a different light. Yeah, I think it could be. Uh, in, terms, in terms of the other games, mate, I, I don't think I have anything else that I want to tip. I was flirting with maybe Plymouth to be Fleetwood. Uh, Fleetwood, were they'd lost every single game this season. Uh, they did go and beat uh, Cheltenham uh, on the 21st of August, 3-2 uh, on the weekend. So that did sway me a little bit because I was, I was kind of impressed with that result. And Plymouth, I mean, it's no disgrace. Obviously, we just said we don't read too much into it. Um, in terms of the Carabao, they lost 4-1. And then when I was looking at their, their other games, I just felt a bit unconvinced. It's one mm. I flirted with, Plymouth 13-10. to Yeah, okay, cool. I've got one more for us. Uh, it's a lovely little price. It's 1-2, <laughs> to, to two, so it's not the biggest earner of the weekend. But um, it's Wickham to score a goal against Sunderland. Um, Wickham playing away at the Stadium of Light this weekend. Sunderland have conceded in five of their six games so far this season. That's across all competitions, uh, League and Carabao Cup. Wickham started the season unbeaten, um, winning five, drawing one. Two, two of those wins in the Carabao Cup come in on penalties. Uh, they're currently sat second in the league, so won three, drawn one of their four league games so far. Um, they've never failed to score, and I think they will do again in this game against the Sunderland side, who, although they've been picking up some decent results, Sunderland have been conceding the odd goal. So yeah, one to two for Wickham to get on the score sheet looks good to me. Um, and you can back this you know, multiple ways. So either look for Sunderland no on the clean sheet market, or uh, if you're with other bookies, it might be um, a way to score over 0.5 goals, a way to score one plus goals. So however the market is worded, um, yeah, mm. Wickham to get on the score sheet. Yeah, I really like Wickham, to be honest with you. I do. Uh, this season, I'm glad, Tom, that we both tipped him at the start of the season so we don't look like bandwagon jumpers. 
But yeah. no, uh, Sam Vogt <laughs> looks absolutely revitalized. Um, I thought he was about ready for retirement, to be honest with you, but uh, he's, he's looking formidable at League One level. Yeah, um, I think Wickham are probably saying that's been my the best of my pre-season picks at the moment because <laughs> the rest are a bit shaky. Well, plenty of time to go yet, mate. <laughs> uh, okay, League 2, anything that you fancy straight off the bat here? Yeah, I mean, how can you not want to back Forest Green? How? How? How, Tom? Four out of four. Good. 13 goals scored. Yes, they conceded six, which is actually more than their opponents Port Vale but we won't discuss that um, <laughs> Matt Stevens and Jamil Matt look unbelievable going forward I mean we, we knew about Matt last season but uh, Matthew Stevens to be honest with you I had no idea who he was and I had to do some research on him uh, he was on loan at Stevenage and I'd never heard of him but he's bagged five and four so pretty uh, pretty impressive stuff from him um, Rob Edwards in the dugout, first job, absolutely killing it. Port Vale, you know, under Daryl Clark. I mean, this experiment and it's just not quite going, is it? Nil-nil uh, against Tranmere, nil-nil against Carlisle, one-one against Stevenage in their last three results. These are all good draws, I would say, but I think Forest Green are going to have too much room. They're absolutely rampant. Even, they are, they're, even they're the, at home, uh, Tom. Yeah, love it. That's uh, probably the best of the League Two tips, I think. Um, I do have more, but I think that's probably the one that leaps out of the page for me as, uh, as the go-to one. Um, another one in the same vein as the Wickham tip that I spoke about. Uh, so this one is Newport County to score a goal. Again, the price is one to two and Newport County go away to Salford. Um, so yeah, Salford... Currently sat 22nd in the league. So just hovering one place above the relegation spots. It's not gone to plan for them so far this season at all. Obviously still very early days, um, but no wins from their opening four games. Two draws, two losses. Um, and it's the fact that one, they've conceded a goal in every single game apart from one where they drew nil nil, nil, nil against Sutton. And two, Newport themselves have scored in every game they've played in so far this season. Um, that's two wins in the league, one defeat and one win in the EFL Cup over Ipswich. So the fact that Newport have uh, consistently got on the score sheet, the fact that Salford have consistently conceded goals, lends me to look at Newport to score at 1-2 to two, and I like the look of it. Yeah, I'm on board with that, mate. No problem. I'm also on board with Sutton. Sutton United. I think this is a podcast debut for Sutton. Being it tipped. is. Uh, they are also priced at home at evens. Uh, I must say, I'm very much more enticed by Forest Green at home than I am by Sutton <laughs> to say they're the same price. But um, I'm happy to take Sutton against an Oldham team that when you dig deep, you realise that... I mean, there was a couple of fan protests on the weekend, right? Uh, stuff about ownership, I think, and, and just general kind of non-playing staff uh, protests. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, it's 
pretty bad. I'll have a I'll have a little deep little dig, sorry. I'll dig a little deeper on them and see what's happening. They lost at home to Colchester the other day. Not the biggest Colchester fan myself. Don't think they're a good side. Tom, they lost away at Bristol Rovers, which is absolutely shocking at the moment because Bristol Rovers, arguably, in the entire Football League and Premier League, are the club in the biggest disarray, to be honest with you. And yet I feel like uh, Bahambula, who plays as uh, kind of as a free role uh, for Oldham, he's got two in three. He's the only guy to score for them. Last season, he showed at times he's way too good to be playing at League Two level. Not sure why he hasn't been picked up as of yet. There's still time. But I feel like it's him against the world. And then when I have a look at Sutton, yeah, if you have a look at the table, Sutton are 21st. But Sutton have played Salford, drew 0-0. They lost away at Forest Green 2-1. They uh, I actually watched extended highlights of that one. They pushed it really, really close. Uh, they lost 3-2 away at Cardiff in the Carabao Cup. And they have a game in hand because their um, game was postponed due to their pitch. So this is a little bit masked with them being in 21st. And mm. I've, I've seen enough to back them. I, I like what I see an Oldham are in an absolute state. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Uh, just one more from me, and that's um, Harrogate Town against Exeter. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon of Harrogate Town at the moment, to be honest. 29 to 20 looks a good price. And at this stage of the season, if I see green wins, <laughs> my eyes light up. And Harrogate <laughs> have started the season on fire. You know, we talk about Forest Green, four wins out of four. Harrogate, three wins out of three. Two coming at home, beating Barrow and Rochdale. And then more impressively, I think in midweek, they went away to well-fancied Leighton Orient and got a 2-0 win. So that, for me, is the most impressive win of the season so far. They're building momentum. Uh, it's a great price for them to get a, a third home win already of the season against the Exeter side, who very much mid-table at the moment. Well, they are mid-table, they're 12th. Mm. Played four, won one, drawn two, lost one. Scored four, conceded four. It's just very meh for Exeter. Um, yeah, and I think Harrogate could probably capitalise in the form that they're in. Yeah, I, I'm all in on that, mate. I like the look of Harrogate. They, they've really taken, haven't they, to uh, to lead to. Last season, they were yeah. really impressive and, and they're, they're just carrying it on. They're, they're a great example um, to clubs that have been promoted from the National League, as are as a Barrow and every other one before him, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any more from you? Nope. Happy to recap last week's bombproof trebles. Well, when I say happy, I'm happy to recap yours. Uh, mine was a little bit disappointing, to be honest with you. I didn't go, you know, one team away like you did. Uh, I had Stevenage. Uh, they drew 1-1. I had Peterborough. Double chance. They lost 1-0. I did have Forest Green. They they won 6-3. So at least I got bang for my buck in terms of entertainment with FGR. But no profit, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as we kind of touched on with mine, mine was very close. So I had Fulham 
to beat Hull. Uh, they won 2-0 comfortably. I had Stoke to beat Forest. Again, pretty comfortable 1-0 win for Stoke. And finally, Bournemouth uh, to beat Blackpool, who were winning 2-0, uh, but ended up drawing 2-2. So as some people rightly pointed out on Twitter, if you bet with certain bookies, you would have won because of the two-up payouts. But we can't promote said bookies until they decide to sponsor us. <laughs> 100%. It was good to see some people won. Um, yeah. Betting with the gambling company that advertise that you can bet with them every day of the year, if you know who I mean. (laughs) Moving on, uh, we are going to visit our trebles for this week. So if you're new to the show, this is where we're going to put all that research and all those tips together into two trebles, one for myself, one for Tom P. And then we're going to back them ourselves with £10 stakes. We only want you, though, to... uh, to bet what you can afford to lose. If you can only afford to put a quid on it, put a quid on it and enjoy it. Don't stretch yourself. Hopefully, the idea is that we all back the same thing, we bash the bookies, and we all count that profit at the end of the weekend. Tom, the stage is yours, mate. Feel free to take it away. What are you backing this weekend? Okay, so I am going to follow last week's up with this so this disclaimer is not the highest paying treble in the world um however it is one that i think will be a winner and potentially one that could be a winner before half time now now so we've spoken about wickham to score a goal away at sunderland one to two i'm going to go for that uh, again, likewise, Newport to score a goal away at Salford, 1-2. to two. I'm going to go for that. And finally, Ipswich and AFC Wimbledon to be both teams to score. It's 10-11. to 11. £10 example stake returns 42.95. Oh, bloody. I thought you were going to tell me that your bet was going to return like six quid. No, 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 no. So... <laughs> Yeah, so four, 43 quid pretty much off a of 10 is not bad. And we only need four goals to win this treble. Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm all on board with this. You dressed it up like it was going to be dreadful. <laughs> anyway, mine is, mine is a little bit more traditional and adventurous. So I'm going to go for Leeds. They are away at Burnley. They're priced at six to five. I'm also going to go for West Brom. Now, they are also away at Peterborough. And then I'm going to back Forest Green Rovers again. I can't after last week and their price at home. They're evens, as we said. So, £10 on, returns 77 back. Nice. Nice. That's good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Two, two road teams, right? Two teams going away from home, but two teams I'm very confident in, especially West Brom. Mm, yeah, well, you think from that West Brom and Forest Green look look pretty good. Leeds, let's hope they can do the business. This is where we'll make the money. So let's have a look at fancy football, Tom. Disclaimer, it's week two, right? We're re- reviewing week two and I forgot to do my team uh, already. Oh, God, oh, what an absolute <laughs> shocker. The, look, the excuses are rolling out already. <laughs> Mate, it's not an excuse, it's just fact. I, I forgot to do my team. Again, I always... Always forget. Joe, when I remember, I remember on match day. <laughs> I think shit, I ain't done it. Yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah, well, if you didn't have any West Ham players like me, you've probably not done very well. 
Uh, I am 137th now. I've slipped down the league. How about you? Doesn't matter really because it only matters where you finish. So we... well, you've gone up. You've gone up. No, slightly, I haven't. haven't. No, Joe. Joe, why my number's gone up is because people have joined the league. Ah. Uh, so there's 242 teams in the league. Uh, we're waiting on Man's Not Klopp uh, by Mo Al Hubani. He's going to join the league and make it two four three. Uh, so yeah. Lots of players in this league. Uh, Vincent Raynor, you owe me 100 quid, chap, is top. He's the first person to break the 200-point barrier. Uh, He did so by basically having Mikel Antonio, Alexander-Arnold, Simicas, and Ben Rama. And, and, well, he just had a sick team, basically. But, yeah, the rest of the top 10 is Danny Davey, Richard, Tyler Evans, David Arias, Philip Duna, Ashley Chu, Patrick Yalasata, Francis Price, Sean Hayes, Lucas Bisotto, and podcast favourite, it, it must be said, Chris Hindle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so well done to the top 10, of course, £20 free bet on for the winner. And it's still yeah, Earth's chosen winner. Uh, is currently in third place, Richard Tyler Evans, so still... Week after week, it's looking like Earth has backed the wrong horse <laughs> in fantasy football. So, yeah, if you want to join the league, we'll put the league code in the description of the podcast. Yeah, the more the merrier, as Tom mentioned, 242 people in it, soon to be 243. Please come and join in the fun and you'll join at your rightful place uh, wherever you belong. Yeah, and we are really trying to grow our social media base, especially on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. We got an influx of followers uh, over the last couple couple of weeks or so. So we're very grateful to everyone that has followed us. T underscore FB podcast. Please join our community. We would absolutely love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, after our begging for ratings and reviews on last week's pod, we got two more. So. Hey. Um, but yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, and the final thing that I'm going to do, uh, I always tweet when we are recording live just to build a bit of hype. And Eduardo Alvarado, Eduardo's been a big fan of the pod for many, many years. He's asked for a shout-out. So I just want to give him a shout-out on behalf of me and me and you, Tom, that we yeah. really appreciate all the interactions and all the support. Yeah, well-deserved. Thank you, Eduardo. Uh, yeah, and thank you, everybody who has listened to the show today. If you listen to any show, really, or interacted with us on social media, whatever, we appreciate it all. We hope you've enjoyed it, and we hope to bring you some more profit once again this weekend. Yes, we do. Thank you very much, guys. Take care.